0: What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Life Creative Podcast, kind of a journal entry this week. It has been a tough week as I've been working through some projects and trying to figure out what I want to do with them. So I'm going to share the details with you here today. Like I say, it's kind of a journal episode here, no specific topic, but maybe some things that you've been thinking about yourself or or need to think about. I've been looking and reviewing some, some of my projects this week. And you know, to be frank, some of them like this podcast, as I've mentioned before, they're they're really pretty terrible when it comes to the amount of plays that I get on this podcast. But for this one it's it's really as probably as much as therapy for me, from my creative side as it is putting making a podcast and putting it out there. So the numbers have never been you know really that important. But numbers are a good way of telling you whether you read people or you're kind of hitting the right chord or just, you know, frankly, completely wasting your time and and nobody's interested in what you're saying. It's very difficult to judge that just purely from numbers, though, because numbers can lie, right? The, for example, you know, the amount of, hits you get on a webpage, or the amount of downloads you get from an app, or the downloads of a podcast, any of those kind of statistics, they could be just machines. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, for example, a podcast app, right? If you subscribe to or follow a podcast, then there's a good chance your app automatically downloads that episode ready for you to play it. It doesn't necessarily mean you listened to it. So that is something that's always a bit of a problem for podcasters is trying to figure out what's the accurate number. I guess arguably the only accurate number is zero, right? If you don't get any downloads, you certainly aren't getting any plays, including stream plays. I get that. But, you know, you're certainly not getting any plays at all. If it says zero, then you you know for sure that that's what that number means. Nobody wants a zero. Happy to say I don't get a zero, but I also don't get a, you know, particularly great number on this podcast. Uh, There are times it goes down into the single digits, which can be really kind of depressing. And you you do question how much time you spend on something when you see those kind of numbers. But like I say, for me, this is also kind of a therapy session in, in some creative ways. So I've never really been greatly bothered by the numbers. But the problem that's been plaguing me this week is I have started to think about the amount of time that goes behind all of my projects and how that works and what it originally my thoughts were okay i need to either kill off some projects just sort of tough love myself and kill off the project or find a different way to do it well after i'd gone through i thought to myself i want to find a different way to do it because i don't want to kill them off and i enjoy doing them all so what i thought was okay i need to remove some of what I call the back end the office work, right? So, for example, creating this podcast and putting it out there is not a problem. It's very simple, very straightforward. All I got to do is open up my software, load my template, hit record, talk to you all, save it, export it, upload it to the service. Boom, it's done. I mean, that's really the extent of the basics of what needs to happen. But all the other stuff... Like putting it on a web post, um, you know, a blog post on a site or multiple sites or social networks, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Even though I have a lot of it automated, I like to add a personal touch to each of the various parts because nobody likes to see those cookie cutter kind of, Oh, he's just, you know, the, the show notes or whatever are the same thing every week. So I, I add that I go in and add that personal touch before the services distribute them. And that takes time as well. And especially if it's an episode where I want to do a transcription, you know, turn the audio into a written blog post because I have some fantastic software. There's an app I've mentioned before called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, I think it is. And what it can do is not only can you record podcasts and edit the audio, but it also transcribe for you. But it's absolutely fantastic but it's never going to get it exactly right. And when you read back, even if it does get it right, you don't want a blog post to be a transcription of someone talking because it just reads weird is the best way I can describe it. And sometimes it'll pick up some stutters or you'll repeat yourself or you've probably noticed that I say you know a lot. A lot of people do that. And you just don't want those kind of things in a blog post transcription. So I have to go through and edit those because the software is not smart enough to know what I want. So then what do I do? I take that text over into Grammarly, which is just a fantastic tool. And I make sense of my audio rambling, if you like, and then put that in a blog post. And then, you know, put that out there with a link or they act as the show notes for each of the episodes. That's kind of the way that works. Sometimes it's not worth doing. Sometimes it is really depends on the topic if it's a technical topic it really be- you benefit from having those kind of show notes for people because they can refer back and you often hear me say and many podcasters look in the show notes for the detail you know so all of that stuff takes time and i have to figure out well do i need to post that to all of the platforms so again you have to dive into the data right is anybody even bothering to go back and listen to the podcast because I, you know, following coming through from Twitter or, you know, we we call them leads, right? Or, you know, if I put it on a Facebook page, is anyone coming in through there? For that matter, is anyone visiting the website and seeing it off the page? Is anyone going into Vero, which I, V-E-R-O, which I think is a fantastic looking uh, social network on mobile You know, and the answer to some of them is, well, no, they're not. And so I have to say to myself, well, should I keep doing it on those platforms? Should I keep putting it out there on those platforms or just focus on the ones that people are using or or it's working for? And the interesting thing about that is each project and each topic seems to work best on certain platforms. Now, some of it seems kind of obvious. Some of it makes no sense to me at all. You know, there are some where, for example, creative subjects seem to do very well on Pinterest and not great on Twitter, whereas technical things do great on Twitter, but they don't do great on Pinterest. So it's very interesting, and you have to learn that over time and analyze the data and try and figure out what works and what doesn't. But at the same time, you, ha- you have to sort of be tough on yourself and say, look, if five of the 10 places you distribute something to are not working, save yourself the time and trouble because, OK, you could argue maybe one day they will start working or maybe they won't. But in the meantime, you're putting all that effort and using all that energy into something that's just not working for you in a particular area, whereas you could focus on the areas where it does matter and does work. And this is very difficult. And I'm sure a lot of you have these conversations with yourself. You know, for example, you can't possibly post a photograph to every photographic site out there. That, that's crazy. But there are ones where you do care about. Maybe you hang out yourself, the ones that you feel are important. And there are others where you just kind of couldn't care less and leave them by the wayside. For example, I loved Flickr for the longest time, but then it went through all its transitions and its troubles and everything else. And so I I just walked away and just gave up on it. And I hated to walk away from that audience, but it was just not worth me doing it. And like many things, and as I've preached to you all before, the ultimate platform that's best is your platform because then you control it all. But the problem you have then is trying to convince people to go to it, right? So, for example, with Flickr, people go there all the time. They see a bunch of stuff and, you know, they're not going to go necessarily and find a specific photographic site unless your work really talks to them. Another example is, like I've said with Pinterest, you know, people love to go there for sort of visual inspiration, as it were, or ideas. And therefore, you may get them to transition over to your site by putting a pin in there. It is certainly worth the effort. But that doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to become diehard visitors to your website. But as I've always said, you should absolutely, definitely have all of your content on your websites, and at least link back to them. So if you, you know, if you post on Twitter, if you post on Pinterest, you post on Facebook, Instagram, for example, any of those, yes, put it there. But make sure you make it very clear and very easy for people to ch- to get back to your website if they want to. Because you never know when those platforms may go away. They may change their terms of service and you don't agree with them. You may realize that you didn't know certain things. Like, for example, you didn't know that Facebook has the right to do anything they want with stuff that you post there. So if you're putting work up there and, you know, especially work that maybe people are buying, well, remember that Facebook, I'm not saying they will, but they have the right in the terms of service you agree to, to use that for whatever. And that could work against you one day because what if they start using that image Well, you can't necessarily go back and claim, hey, you know, you need to pay me for that because you've essentially given it to free. So as I always say, you know, that's why having your own central location matters. So what I think I'm going to do is start consolidating, pulling in some of my sites into the one, right? You know, rather than when you hear me say like, "Oh, go to Graphics Media, GraphicsMedia.com," or go to com or go to you know, CompileSwift.com for my technical stuff, I've always maintained putting everything on com because that's me. That represents me as a person, me as a brand, and the central location for all of my stuff that I can tell people. And it's an easy one to remember, right, in a conversation. If you're having a conversation with me, you know my name. It's easy enough to go back and remember. You know, some obscure site, .com, .net, .me, whatever, you know, certainly don't bother with some of those weird names, but those are not so easy to remember. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about it from the perspective uh, of not being a huge brand. So that's what I think I'm going to do is start to consolidate some of the things. I don't feel that I want to get rid of anything necessarily. I just need to streamline that back-end process of, putting it out there in one place or two places, three, whatever they may be, but not every place. So that's kind of it for this episode. Like I say, it's kind of a journaling episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and the way you deal with these things. You can go to peterwithamcom forward slash contact and certainly get hold of me there and share your thoughts with me. Uh, you can also leave comments on this post. If this Oh, sorry, on this episode, if this resonates with you in some way and you want to contribute and say thank you and help me, you know, deal with the costs for all of these things, please feel free to go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash P-W-C-O-M, buy me a coffee just to say thank you. I would greatly appreciate it. You know, when people reach out to me and do things like that, or they just reach out and say thank you, or this is a great video on YouTube like I got one earlier, you know, you have no idea. or Maybe you do as a creator. The the, the amount that that means to you, the amount of inspiration, motivation, and energy, and kick up the butt that it gives you to say, okay, you know, I'm feeling kind of down about this. But the kick that that gives you to keep going is indescribable. And I, I think sometimes people don't realize that just posting a comment and saying thank you can mean the world. To people like me who are out there doing these things by themselves with nobody to support them other than doing it themselves. One man team in my case. And so just a thank you means the absolute world. You don't have to do it, but like I say, you know, it really means the world and keeps us going. With that, I will see you in the next episode.